What is up, Doe? Welcome to another edition of the Pixel and Roll Podcast. It is Sunday, October 18th. 18th. I uh, it's a chilly, chilly evening here in the nation's capital. Uh, welcome again, where we discuss the best team on the face of the planet, your Washington Wizards. This is Adam McGinnis with me. In studio, live, live in studio, which is obviously my bedroom here in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood uh, next to uh, the National Zoo. Mr. Mr. Truth About It, uh, Kyle Wida, uh, what up, bro? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Time for a Pixel and Roll podcasting, I guess. It's been a nice day. Played some basketball today. Uh, got a walk in, watched plenty of football. Now it makes perfect sense to talk about some Washington Wizards. Not the best team on the planet, but maybe the be- <laughs> maybe the best team north of the Mason-Dixon line this year. I think we can, or actually, they're not even north of the Mason-Dixon line, which is in Maryland, but you know, in proximity or whatever. No, no, I like that. Uh, I mean, did did you catch the skins today? I I no one caught the skins. Today. No one. Yeah, yeah that that is a quarterback. I, mean, I believe the Jets that, caught yeah, some passes today. I think I think the Jets did. They, right? they caught many things. Skins defense played well. We don't need to get into it. The quarterback controversy that's going to entrench DC sports and oh, pushing God. anything Wizards related down the <laughs> Do down in priority this next week. Is, is but it, is it, what a what a what a what a thing that that that, that fans you know people that are listening to like they really want the Wizards to start. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like has, has it ever been to where and like the you Cavs, really. In the you know, Oh, the and, the, and the Cavs have the started. Yeah. Like, Cavs and Wizards fans really just kind of want another distraction it, from the Redskins. It puts the pressure on. Redskins and the Nats. It puts the pressure on the uh, the uh, Ted Leonsis' teams to do something because, as always, as we're used to, D.C. sports is starved for it. Uh, how was your weekend before we get into the, this podcast? Not, you know, not bad. My, my college team won. My high school team won. Gonzaga, Gonzaga Eagles. They beat Dematha on talk, Friday. Talk, talk some trash to any of Dematha that, that kids. Was, out yeah, here. any Dematha kids out there? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, my Mississippi State Bulldogs won. Of course, Louisiana Tech wasn't a juggernaut opponent, but a win nonetheless. Good um, Saturday of football, basically. Good weekend. Yeah, it was. It was good weekend until we got until we got there. But you know, I like I like the fresh air. I like how sunshine is still around. I appreciate fall. Just yes. doesn't stay around long enough, but but this is obviously a football podcast. But but, but basketball or, or no, I know it's not. That's, that's not a joke. football podcast. Okay. Uh, and, and people are not listening to have us talk about football. But uh, did you see the Michigan game? Did you see the end? Yes, I had it on. Now I had to like rewind it a little bit because I'm like wasn't sure what happened. I was paying attention to other things, and um, you know you have to feel for Michigan. Folks, but as no, far as Wizards, Al, Al, well, yeah, you, you don't. <laughs> I don't either. Guy, but yes. Alan Anderson, you know, yes. I'm sure he was happy. He was a, he's a Michigan State yes, guy. I'm yes. sure he, that made him that made his day. That's so. actually a good question. I'm gonna have to ask a uh, about that. Uh, I was at the uh, Michigan bar in Washington D.C. And for, for those, there's uh, you know the East Coast is not really into college football. Everyone's about pro football, but that means that then. Where there is college football, every alumni group, especially in D.C., where it's like senators and congressmen and every state has a society and then it's tied into college football game watches and then you get a bar and you all go there. And 
<laughs> I was at the Michigan bar in RFD down in Chinatown, you know, a block away, half a block away from, from the phone booth. Packed, slammed, Michigan fans, intense, going nuts. Some bro had his shirt off and a jersey, and I was Snapchatting and making fun of him. And my boy was a Michigan fan, and I don't really care who won. It didn't really matter to me. And, but this place got lit. It was nuts. They ready to party, and then that play happened, and it was like walking dead zombies, man. <laughs> like I'd never seen anything like it. And I was trying to holler at a couple girls, too. And afterwards, I was like, there ain't no hollering. I could have, like, yeah, I had no, I, bus, I could have like all-star game, and that was not going to happen. Uh, but, yes, uh, my team won. Once again, this is not a football podcast. Let's talk about these Washington Wizards. Let's get it. They are 4-1 in the preseason. They've played Totally five- matters. Uh, it matters nothing at all. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, too, and I actually wrote it for the first game. I was like, wow, they played really well. This doesn't mean shit. So it's like, so when they play well, you write these things, and when they play bad, you're like, that doesn't count. Right, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So And we're not going to – so they have, they've played five games. They're four and one. Once again, irrelevant. Uh, and it's, it's kind of one of those things where you look – you kind of just want to look at themes or how they're doing. And so we're not going to break down these, these, these games and this run in the third quarter of this third game that in three weeks you don't really give a shit about. But there are little bits and pieces that you can see, like how are the lineups going? How is this offense? How are they implementing? Like what are you seeing kind of here and there from these people? Now it's kind of hard because some of the lineups are kind of mishmashed, especially on the second unit. Right. So, so, so once again, uh, to recap, the, the Wizards are four and one. They they beat the Sixers in the first game. They lost to the Knicks both games at home. They beat a team from Brazil. What's the name of the team from Brazil? Oh, uh, don't even ask uh, me. And then they this weekend play the first back to back. The Kai Parinas, I yes, think. Yes. Kai, yeah, is that that drink? Uh, I I listen. I watched it streaming, and I can I couldn't even do it. Uh, I can barely last. They played the Sixers on Friday night. Which, again, by the way, yeah. again, which I don't know what I mean. I mean, you t- not only is it fake basketball, we're, t- we're not even playing like a real team. This is like fake this, team. It's the, it's the worst. It's oh, the I feel worst. bad. I just feel bad for the players, and they were actually a decent defensive team last year because of Norland's Noel and how he anchored that team. I, I don't think they'll be as good defensively this year, even though Norland's and Okafor are you know on track to to progress. But yeah, that's I'm waiting for Brett Brown just to like. Just to like freak out, you know, like Michael Michael Douglas falling down, kind of freak out because he's such a positive dude. Like yeah. even like even when, like every time we played the Wizards last year, and like you'd see like you'd read we get the quotes uh, emailed to us, and you just read these quotes. I'm like, D- are you he's even talking? No, I was like, are you even talking about the game? Yeah. It's like it's almost like some self help Joel Olstein type of like. <sighs> Thing, like, like, you he know, like, oh, he's a good yeah. coach. Like, when's he going to snap? When's he going to snap? You know, like, we had a Q&A with a Sixers fan before Friday's game. Um, not a fan, but um guy who writes for one of their sites, Drew Stone, Hoop76. And one of the questions about Brett Brown and, like, what kind of sort of, you know, so when positive. the expectations so have it happen. I think what Sixers fans are afraid of at this point is they're going to lose Brett Brown to a better team just because they're still – you know, in that, like, let's be as bad as we can be. And it's not even like, let's maybe try to win a little bit. Trust to get the process, con- yeah, to get Trust confidence. the process, but Kyle. I, I guess you do, but they, they've had a, that article in Sports Illustrated this past week, which is very damning and talked about um, Joel Embiid's issues and, and even the, the coach. Do you like others. Shirley Temple's? Yeah, evidently <laughs> that his pictures of Shirley Temple's. He also I mean, likes hot dogs like Rod Strickland. So... I, 
The I mean, Sixers my... are a mess. The Wizards have played them twice yes. in preseason, so it's been hard to yes. to judge. They played the Knicks once. It was really tough to watch that game on Friday night on replay. Yeah. I know you watched it live. But... Uh, it, it was, you know, the... Yeah, it was tough to gauge what the Wizards are doing from that. And, of course, Saturday night's game in Milwaukee yes. was not even on. So that's the fifth not game. Not on television. Not even on DC radio. I think if you had the you know NBA League pass of radio, you can listen to the the Bucks network. So it was breaking news. They won 105 to 101. Uh, played without John Wall. Played without John Wall. They only scored 15 points in the fourth quarter and somehow won. I don't really – it doesn't really matter about this game. Well, let's just go back. Because uh, this is not a Sixers podcast, but I can, I can rant about Ed Hinkie because I called him the Sam Hinkie. Yeah, Sam, what was it Ed Hinkie? Actually, that's a receiver from Iowa back in the day as a Hawkeye. Uh, Sam Hinkie, uh, four and one. Once again, the wins and losses doesn't really matter. I know I went to the first game. I covered the first game against the Sixers. I wrote about it. I think I've podcasted a little bit about what I saw uh, in the previous podcast with the interviews of the players. You went to the next game, the pre the the, the next game. They didn't right. play as well. They lose, and you know Randy Williams being Randy Whitman and John Wall's talking about defense. We need to buy in, even though it's kind of like, all right, whatever. It's exhibition. Who really yeah. cares? What was your? Let's just start there. What was your impression of the first time you saw the 2015-2016 Wizards and that next game? I mean, I think aside from the outcome, because that's really irrelevant. Just like what your sense or feel for what's going on with them. They're a team that's continuing to be like, you know, we want to establish ourselves on a defensive side. And so they're they're learning how to play at a faster pace on defense. I still think Beal and Wall, when you when you talk about a guard combo, not only are they good on offense, but I think they have really good, you know, chance to be a great combination on defense. Um, Wall is certainly a little bit further along than Beal, and especially when Wall is engaged, he'll be really good on defense. Beal, um, he's capable but, uh, you know, as they try to get used to defense, that's ob- obviously an issue. But the the new offensive system, I think they've, whether it's a system of, you know, spreading the court, playing faster, shooting more three-pointers, it's also about that read and react basketball, which part of it you think of like Eddie Jordan's teams when he ran a print- Princeton offense. It was very, or pro-style Princeton. It was very read and react. Although very, it's, like, it's quite different from Randy Whitman's. There's not like a lot of, you it's know, like, it's Randy like, Whitman. Like, it's like organized structure. It's yeah. like structured organization. Like, we're doing some things, but I'm not going to be like, you go here, you do this. Structured like, chaos yes, or whatever. Like, whatever you, or Garrett say, right? Temple called it pickup ball or something. Or like uh, pick structured pickup ball. Pick up with principles. Pick up with principles. Yeah. Up with principles. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, I think this team, because of John Wall, runs a lot more pick and rolls and, and Eddie Jordan offense. And they have a lot more action in the corners or guys spreading the floor in the corner. So th- this is, you know, this is a new style offense. They're still getting used to the read and react. There's, it seems like... Pace and space, against that pace Nick, and space yeah, is the other talking point, right? Pace and space. Um, against that Knicks team, they, a lot of guys got caught in the dribbling too much and trying to do things on their own, which is certainly a consequence of a read and react style basketball. But it's a, you know, obviously that's a risk worth taking because this is this team is really predicated on getting guys to buy in a system of you know we're going to share the basketball and everyone's going to get their points you just have to it's almost like you know you say trust the process with the Sixers trust the system that you know in it in the Wizards have shown the ability like everyone's willing to share the ball they'll fall in spells where they aren't but overall like this is a team 
that has never been predicated on a big superstar taking a bulk of the shots. And so as long as they sort of and John Wall that, is, not, is not that type of player. No, he's always kind of gotten criticized that for a while. Yeah, he'll like, take his. No, but like as in like now where he was, you know, his jump shot, and we're not yeah. going to go into his jump shot, but like as in the new Westbrook and the new, yeah. you know, like the, these even. point guards where yeah. you're score first, Kyrie Irving, where you're these score first point guards, right? And then it became where, you know, it wasn't Isaiah or Magic or even Chris Paul, and now it became where, oh, there's something wrong with John Wall, even though he's like second in the league in assists or third in the league in assists at 21 or 20 right. years old. And he's got all these stats when they're like, well, why isn't your jump shot good? Why don't you shoot more threes? And you're like, well, we used to be when he were the point guard running the offense and playing defense and getting people shots that that was like a value yeah, but now we, the game has changed. You know, I don't know if it's changed, changed, but like the, the 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 criticism of him, right, has been about that. And now I think that his 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 evolution of where he is, because he's kind of even though he's like a throwback, he still is not gonna. He's never gonna be the guy. We don't want him yeah. to shoot twenty five times. The Wizards are not going to win. With, he doesn't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, he doesn't want to do doesn't. that either, right? I mean, he's do you always, disagree? No, he's always been a pass-first point guard. He's just learning how to better play yes. at a pace and create angles. And, you know, yes, his offense has gotten better to allow him to pass team, teammates. But And he will search for his shots at some point. That's kind of yes. what happens oh, when you're a superstar the tw- point guard. He loves guard. the 20-footer off the You know, but he's still pick. a pass-first point guard. Ooh, and he, you know, he so I think that's, that, that set the, sets the tone. He's willing to share. Teammates are willing to share. So that that's what this team, if if it can, if they're going to be good, it's just going to be on this continuous share the ball, read and react offense, shoot some three-pointers, you know, go for shots, get to the line. And the Wizards have gotten to the line a lot this preseason. Um, so I think they're on a good track. They're, it may take some adjustment period. It may take a month. It may, may take two months mm-hmm. to work out, like, really how they're going to play offensively now. But I, they're on a good track this preseason. It was weird. Like, when I went to the first game of the Sixers, okay, uh, once again, it's the Sixers. Half the, let's go back into the Sixers. Half the dudes I don't even know. I mean, like... And we're basketball nerds. <laughs> like we yeah. know how these. I'm just like, literally, I don't know. There's always like some dude. I mean, for for you know, once again, behind the curtain for people to know, like you go in these locker rooms before the games, and and you know these players for the opposing team. Sometimes you're like, who is that guy? You look at the roster, blah blah. The Sixers is literally like nine or ten dudes. I'm like, I don't yeah. even know who you are. And, and I know it's preseason, so half these dudes are going to get you know, most of these guys are going to get cut anyway. And then they smoke them, they beat them down, they hit a bunch of threes, they play a lot of different offense. And so I wrote, you know, a lot of positive pixels. What up, what up, uh, Skinny T, Ted Leonsons. A lot of positive pixels about the team. And it was just more about, I don't want to talk about this game, I just want to talk about, like, they have done this, this system. And we're going to get back into the system later, but it was just a really... It was a really good impression of the team, and it got me really excited. And I said a bunch of good things about them, and it, but I did measure it with your criticism of the new offense, and we're going to talk about the offense later. And and as in, you're just ready for this new chapter of the team. I'm tired of Paul Pierce questions. I'm tired of talking about John Wells' injury and the thing. Like I'm, just, I was just ready to turn that page and like that for real game. Yeah, and like and even though it was like an exhibition, terrible game, and nobody was there, and they k- kicked their ass, and no one gives a shit about that game in like two weeks or right now. 
but it was just like a wow like there was like a like a positive energy that was happening without like is Randy Whitman and Grunfeld on the last year of the contract they need to win so many victories to like keep yeah. their jobs and John Wall needs to make the next step to be an all-star can Bradley Beal like you know they're, they're going to be fun like, to watch that's the point stay healthy yeah. I mean there, all those things are still kind of relevant but there wasn't that like that was such a defining moment it was almost like wow like this team's kind of good <laughs> They're looking to make the next step. They're tinkering to do something else. Yeah. And the first results are kind of positive. It yeah, was a really a different feeling that I've ever really had about this team. They've got, what, two preseason games left. I'm, you know, I'm very ready for them to get their regular season. I wish they just had five, five preseason games. So it's, yeah, let's, I'm ready to see this experiment when it counts. When it counts. So the, we're going to start with, uh, you know, this is Pixel Rule, and I just talked about positive pixels. We're going to start with the negative pixels. <laughs> because the only real negative pixels I see are these injuries. And I, I want to say they're, that they're, fortunately, they don't seem to really be, there isn't something to handcuff this team. It's not like this major player we're counting on is out for the year or half the year. But there's enough nick and knack kind of just things, and they kind of add. There, there's a cumulative effect. Yeah. So, so right now, uh, Alan Alan Anderson, uh, the swingman that we signed for the Knicks, which you mentioned earlier from the, from the Nets. From Nets. What's that next? Yeah, Nets. Uh, you know, Sparty from from uh, South Side of Minneapolis. Yeah, it was his birthday the other day too. Happy yeah. Happy birthday, Alan. Thirty three. I know you're listening. Uh, he had surgery, another, <laughs> such a wizard's kind of thing, too. Like, had this bum ankle, and you go to these, I've been to practices, I know you have been to a few, too, and he's, like, shooting, looks okay. He's not going full speed, but looks 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 like, hey, there's nothing, I mean, just kind of a little tender, it's preseason, you don't want to get yeah. injured, maybe there's being extra precautionary, and then, oh, what do you know? That's some major, sur- not major surgery, cleans out his, his ankle. He had surgery. You he had surgery about. in May on his May. left ankle to remove bone spurs. And it just, I don't know if what the deal was, it just never recovered right. So I think this latest surgery was to remove bone fragments from the same ankle. Um, I don't know, again, we don't want to speculate if the first in- surgery didn't do it right or if he just, but he wasn't in a boot or crutches or there was no. no yeah, like, I, mean, I never saw him knew, limp. I never saw him limp. You know, like he knew just... going into camp, he wasn't a hundred percent. But yeah. I don't think they knew how like much an issue it was. And so, lo and behold, like the guy, of course, again, they signed him to a very reasonable one year, four million contract. It comes mm-hmm. out of the uh, mid level exception. Um, but lo and behold, he needs another surgery. I think Jorge Castillo from the Washington Post reported that he could be out two months. So we're looking at, you know, maybe mid-December or so. It sets the team back when you think about, all right, Jared Dudley. He hasn't practiced at all with yeah, the team, Jared, too. No, like, he hasn't practiced at all, right? Alan Anderson hasn't practiced. Jared Dudley hasn't practiced, although he came back recently. And I expect that he, he will at least Off appear season back one surgery. Off-season back surgery. Yeah, to fix a I was surprised disc. he came back. I got of course, you know me. Like I always go to the negative or cynical about any injury or acquirement of the Wizards, and I was like, oh, "Really, Dudley?" And then immediately he had an injured back. And I'm like, "He's not going to be for the half the season." So he actually came back earlier than he I came thought. Came back earlier, but, but it's he, a herniated disc. It's one of those things. Like he, all right, he turned thirty in July or whatever. Yes. You think, you know, Martel Webster. Yes. Last off yes. season had his that third, affected my opinion as his well. Third herniated disc surgery. 
And the first, like, I think he had the second surgery because he said he came back too early from the first surgery. So, you know, you like you said, you think about Dudley and like, all right, you just don't want these are seems to be a you know back is a tricky issue that can always be a tricky issue. He yeah, seems. I'm old, man. I'm old, man. Anything I do, yeah. anything, man. The back's barking in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I hear it. So it, it, it just wasn't good. He seems ready to come back early. Let's see how so, he does. So, but the, he's the, he did okay, just another cleared, one of the injuries. But he was cleared, cleared to practice. He's gone. He hasn't played in a game yet in preseason. But he's no. going finally went full full speed this, and I haven't seen right. him at all. And it's, it's we'll also see. and the, another reason that I think that, that this is important because Alan Anderson seemed like would be a rotation guy, especially in the second unit. And Dudley would potentially be the starting four. I yeah, think. maybe. Maybe. I mean, I mean maybe. They, maybe not. Yeah, but like, maybe. he would be in the mix to be the starting four. So it's not like huge things. It but is, two guys that you brought in this summer to help you play a different brand of basketball. Top have been nine hurt players. And just top have not nine been players. available to, to even assimilate to what you're trying to do. Yeah. Randy Whitman's trying to do something that else. puts him behind. And. Martha Webster. You mentioned it earlier. You mentioned it earlier. So Arthur and a Kip. Now he is, you know, you know, once again was in the best shape of his life. He got this trainer. His he said, you know, he's a buddy in rap career. Uh, done all these things to you know, lost weight, said all these good things. And then somehow his hip. Now it started very, very wizard like, very wizard like, where it just starts like it's like a drip. It's like you just yeah. give like a little drip, like and there's an a drip. drip of there's badness. a drip, and then, yeah. like, then all of a sudden, before you know it, it's like you just said arthritic hip. Arthur- oh, arthritic hip. Yeah, arthritic that hip. was his. That's his. Evidently, his deal. He hasn't played. Like he hasn't really practiced. Hasn't played a game in a preseason. Um, is it done? Is this? Is it done? I, I don't want. No. Like the thing is. Even on media day, that's the last time yes. sort of I, you talked I to him. I left. Webster. You talked to him on media um, day. And he was even saying, like, you know, at one point, Webster in the past, like, at the end of my contract currently, I might retire. On media day, he's like, refreshed. He's like, I'm ready to play Funny again. More he, wasn't, he wasn't as emo as he was at times last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he was a little bit more ready for the season. And it just must be very disappointing for him to be in a situation. And, like, I don't know. Like, an arthritic hip just doesn't sound like. What did like he thing. said arthritic? Did he get no, the that's, quote? that's the reports. That's it's, the report. it's, it's reports in the Post and everywhere else. And it just mean, doesn't sound like a good thing to be experiencing when you how old is he? spent the summer. He's 29 or 28. He's not even 30. So he's got back issues now arthritic hip. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll see. But that's the thing. Like, at what point do the Wizards... I know there's different like things with his contract in terms of guaranteed money next year, whoa, and then whoa, like you know should, how much you know he, how many games him, we should have stretched him out. We should have stretched precision out last year. You know that now that's now we can't do that now. It is, it's not in the. It's hard to do that with the shooter when you yeah. think like okay, this guy might come back and be a good shooter, and but, still. But we saw it at the end of the 2014 playoffs that he was not the right person anymore, oh, and, yeah. and, and it was done. And Whitman actually played him too much. That was one of my main criticism. I think. I've said this many times on the podcast. And then the last, and then, last, then so never, then that was the time to do it. Now the stretch position is it wouldn't be beneficial for the Wizards. They should just buy him out, essentially, right? The team has to be thinking something at this point. If that hip doesn't get better, the team has a, to be like that's a roster, that's a key roster spot. So for, for, I, who for, knows? For the but, people, what's his contract status? He, he has a guaranteed year this year, and then a partial next year, correct? 
Something yes. like that? Uh, there's some sort of partial next year, although I'm unclear on like what the partial is and whether there's some sort of games requirement yeah, that he that plays and what that means vested, in terms like of guaranteed or something. But um, they have to be thinking that this could be an issue. This could be an issue. So that's just another of this pile of injuries, which all, you know, as, you know, on their own, they're minor. Yes. But these are, you still have to think big picture. So Gary Temple, who I follow on the Snapchat, uh, he's really funny. He was in Philly the other day trying to uh, trying to decide what kind of cheesesteak he was going to get. Uh, I know you're not as a big snap snapper as I am. Uh, really funny. Uh, <laughs> and it was funny. I was like, why eat a cheesesteak here on game day? Then I was like, yo, he's not playing. <laughs> he's not playing today. And he has a strained uh, hammy. Yeah, I guess uh, this is the same injury that kept him out. He also out had a triple-double against Philly the first game. His shot was, you know, still a Garrett Temple kind of shot, flat. You don't think it's going to go in right off the bat. But running the offense well, defensive guy, another coach, another coach on the floor. I don't think that, that, that he is the type of player that, uh, that I would think that, oh, my God, they're going to lose Garrett Temple. Like, oh, we're screwed or whatever. But I think he's an asset or a benefit where he can do some spot things here and there. He... I think you have said it to me before. You think he has a future in coaching or maybe management. Right. And like him and Bradley Beal are best friends. Bradley Beal listens to what he says, and it's really it's it's a little easier to when a guy is playing than when he's not. And so I think that there is a, that there is a, a a positive for Garrett Temple to be. So I'd rather have him healthy, contributing yeah. in some capacity, especially practicing, being involved in the team, telling people what to do. He's very cerebral. He's a very smart dude especially with the new offense. When I mentioned the pickup with principles thing that he told me and he laughed, he's like, oh, don't tell Coach Whitman I just told you that. Of course, right. immediately I wrote that I said that. <laughs> and he's got a strained hand. He's coming back. I, I think that it just seems like that will be – he'll be ready to probably go. Right? I, I hope right. so. This this hamstring injury caused him to miss a lot of games yes, last year. Yes, that's, so. that, that's another red flag, right? It's like, weird. It's weird. Is that it a lingering thing one. or is it the, the – We'll like, see. I mean, yeah. he had a summer to recover, but – He's the one guy, like, I really hope he... It's weird to say, like, oh, Garrett Temple's the one guy. I really hope he's, you know, gets better. But he is, like, because you want... He's a sort of combo, again, utility infielder that Randy Whitman loves. So I think if you're dealing with other injuries and you're trying to get by and maybe play Ubre some while Anderson and Dudley are trying to work their way back in, Temple's the guy you want to have. Because you can see him in three-guard lineups with Wall, Bill, Temple... Maybe playing like a you know stretch four, mm-hmm. Nene or or Humphreys or defensive or, or substi- so, defensive substitution yeah. kind of kind of deal too, right? So yeah, he he would be nice to hopefully he his injury isn't as severe, but again we're we're talking about not these <laughs> individual things, it's yeah. how they sort of guide how how this team starts. So on the on the peripheral, Nene sat out with a calf, and the only reason we mentioned this because it. It's Nene. And yeah. and the thing is about and it's funny, like some some dude on the internet, I was in some comment sections, which you know, don't go in comment sections, it's usually a bad idea. And they were like, Nene's soft. Nene is like there is a lot. I I, I ran a dude, I was at Eight Street Festival, this girl I'm friends with comes up to me, he's like, Oh hey, like, hey, my boyfriend's a wizard like, he's a wizards fan, like Hey, you blog. So she just like sold me out right away. It's like, hey, you blog about the wizards. Like you're a wizard. So they, 
she just totally like instead of being like hey my name is adam his name is greg it was like oh he's a wizard so she just immediately wanted me to talk about the wizards right and then of course the first thing he says as mel's like can we trade in <laughs> can we get a like he was just like so the, there's so much and i really think it's about that rebound in that atlanta game is where it really starts now there is some things that i'm mad about but there is this fan negativity towards the about this off season, like why didn't we get rid of him? Now, and me and you are actually more positive about Nene right. than the average person, but I get why they're mad. But then I'm like, well, it's always been about his injuries. So now it's not even about his injuries. Like usually, people bitching about Nene has always been about his injuries, and now they're just like they just want rid of Nene in general. Like I'm like, no, Nene plus minuses are good. He actually plays hard. The only thing I see downside is like him being injured. One, before we get into his minor injury, he said on the calf, I think it's some preseason thing. I think Nene will be good. Nene, this is talking you know, about Nene's negativity. I, like, there's a cloud of negativity around Nene from fans. And maybe I think it's about the free throws. He bitches at the refs. Uh, you know, he messed up in the last game against Atlanta. Shouldn't have shot the ball a couple times at the end. And I think these are the last impressions they have. I mean, I think it really is that game five game. Well, your your casual fan also might look at the salary and think like yes. now Nene. Now that Walls out his extension He's expiring is contract, in, it's actually a good deal for the. Well, yeah, but now Nene is like the second highest paid player, and so people sort of look at that. And there there are other issues, but I I think he will well, be. Why do you think he's right. soft? Like, where the hell is that coming? Well, from? well he's always had that diva? he would you know he might sit off like little injuries and he that it's stuff injury happened stuff. from it's denver just, yeah. and i don't i don't see like him sitting out two preseason games with like a calf which is sort of the default injury for him i don't see that as a big deal i i think we'll have to see how he continues to adjust i think he can be okay because the wizards may sit there and say, hey, you can be more focused on offense. You can create offense for others. You, you can be the backup five. Things will You'll get more looks. There'll be more spacing. I think he gets that. Um, it's staying healthy, which, again, sit out a couple preseason games if you need to. Um, I, I think what people who really watch him are afraid of is how much he will – Settle for that mid-range jumper, and it's going to be if it's going to be effective. Because I know the Washington. I know how much Post, you love that fadeaway. I know how much you love it. that fadeaway. I know the Washington Post, their their fancy stats blog. Oh yeah. You know, had some sort of post about like, okay, Nene is coming off the bench, but are the Wizards better without really him like, at all? I don't really like that dude. Actually, it, you know, yeah, there's person, but there's like zero. Last year he, made, he wrote that bullshit about John Wall and like la la. He's like John Wall needs to like. Like stop shooting or stop doing like it was just so like unfair. There's to, like, just I was, not like, a lot of perspective with, no, with no, no, reality. No, no, what it know? was is like John Wall needs to stop having the ball in his hands. He stop shooting the, so much. No, yeah. no, it wasn't even just shooting. It was just like John Wall. Like he said, that, like John Wall just doesn't need the ball in his hands. And I was like, are you watching these games? Do you think anyone else? Who else is gonna create up the dribble? What are yeah. you talking about? I, anyway, anyway. It yeah that there's not a lot of perspective there. So you think other jumpers within an A is what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think that could be. Obviously, you want him, especially in smaller lineups at the five. You want him to be able to hit a jumper to keep things open. And so ultimately, we'll see how Nene does. I'm not that concerned about his injury. I think he's a great backup five, maybe the best backup five in a league at this point. So that that's sort of a good problem to have. For the Wizards, we'll we'll see how do, they. Do you think do you, you think this is different in a? You think he'll retire this year? Just go to the Olympics and just call it call it a career. He could. He no, could, he's right? The one guy. Yeah, he's he said he'll or retire just, and or... start a church in Brazil. And... <laughs> 
Or maybe yeah. just like if Denver, would, I could see him just go back to Denver for like one swan song, maybe. For like, maybe. I don't know if he cares about his wife in Denver, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe do we'll some see. like, or just some like Ray Allen shit where he just like sits out half the year and tells everyone he's going to come back. And like, we'll see. I don't really care. Uh, the, the last one is Otto sprained his ankle the other day. Nothing to really concern, you know. Playing. He Twisted missed the second half of the Sixers game on Friday, but he obviously played and started in the game Milwaukee. against Bucks on Saturday. So it's it's like a mild thing, and you know, no nothing, big deal. Nothing worrying. Yeah. And then John Wall didn't play Milwaukee. He went to uh, he went back to, to DC for the, the for the, the fundraising event yeah. for his um, foundation that sponsored, which I was kind of. Uh, Pissed off personally because I would have went there uh, to interview John Wall. Anyway. I should have went anyway. Yes, you're right, but I I didn't see the wizard angle without John Wall. Yeah, he went. Hopefully, last five minute, deep showed and up. It wasn't. Yeah. He went. Think, it was like anyway, a last minute thing, and they said like you know he's missing a preseason game to go to this walk, um, light up the night for the girl last year that died. Um, yeah, that, that famous interview that he gave was Maya, emotional after and he's the game. Really like his buddy, and he, it was he was That's really into this too, cause yeah. and. You know, put I his think money, what put is, his money too, and yeah, time, and time, time oh, yeah. actually is he, even more than the money. If you want to know the truth, he's really. It's a lot easier to sign checks when you're rich. Yeah. And shit. It's a lot different to be like, I'm going to spend my day with you, right? My weekend, my day off. But it wasn't you know? announced until very short, like not even that long before the Bucks game. So it wasn't like something that they really played up. Yeah. It's like, oh, John Wall's missing a game. Is like this happened. Do you think he went to Milwaukee? He just went from Philly back to DC. He probably, probably went back to DC, but it, yeah. it was just one of those things. Like he got approval. He asked approval, got approval, and it was a good thing for him to do. Rested preseason game. I don't think John Wall needed no. to play a game anyway. Sorry, the so, Bucks fans about your preseason Wizards yeah. to see John Wall. But no, it's good <laughs> to see that he has really committed himself to totally. this this cause, and it, it was a good thing for John Wall to do. And it, I don't think he wants the attention. He just he just he seems like a good guy like that. So yeah, no, I had a buddy the other day that told me that his uh, he's I mean he's a Wizards fan. He's like, he's like, oh my my wife's dad read the article where he gave four hundred thousand dollars for to the uh, homeless shelter or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be a John Wall fan after that. And he's exactly. like, not really a basketball fan. I was like, you know, sometimes you just like, oh, he just signs a check and they donate or whatever. And I was like, wow, like sometimes I just like we're so like in tuned. And you like it's not like I don't think that he doesn't. Like I mean, I believe he's genuine and does all those things, but sometimes you're like, well, I mean, yeah, it's cool, whatever. And like sometimes this is when you hear there's some average person that that's their take of him, and he's not doing it for this PR thing. Like he's doing it because he wants to do it. Right. That's how I think it. And when sometimes you could always just say like, oh, that's just PR, you know, like you just donated a million dollars to build some schools in Africa, and like you don't really give a shit. And it's like, no, nah, I think John Will gives a shit. It's just. It's just good to see or hear anecdotally from people like, wow, like that's cool. What type of effect? Yeah, yeah, have? yeah. Like, it's someone that doesn't is not a Wizards fan doesn't really care. Uh, so we're done uh, talking about the injuries. Let's talk about the bench. We're gonna go to the bench, the second unit. Uh, this is gonna like well, it actually is a good segue into what we were discussing because it's kind of in flux uh, uh, with all these injuries and people stepping up and. I think the bench has played really well. There's been a mixed match. I mean, geez. Uh, let's, just, let's just go to uh, Papa, Papa, Papa Blair, the Victor Cigar, Dewan Blair, uh, last night, 18 minutes, uh, 12 points, and 14 rebounds. In uh, Milwaukee, yeah. In Milwaukee, Gary Neal, 14 points in Milwaukee. Uh, Ramon Sessions obviously started for John Wall, who didn't play, but he's going to be instrumental on the second unit, 11 assists. 
to me, Ramon Sessions has really, really impressed me. It's almost made me forget that 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 one article when we traded for him that was just like ripping on him. And maybe it was just because like it's kind of weird sometimes too. Is like when there's a bad team. And a player, they need so much more from him, and he can't deliver. But when he it's was like in a, Sacramento. Yeah, and then and when he can't had, deliver yeah. that level, but when it's like a good team, and you just need him to deliver this, and he like overperforms a little, then you're like, dude, he's yeah, kind of an asset. He makes sense. <laughs> right? Like, and he's been getting to the line. He has this little stutter. He draws fouls, but he's been like, but he also just isn't going one-on-one. He's passing the ball. He's running the offense, I think. And then he's not forcing things. I haven't really seen him force anything that much. I think that he has been. What have you seen out of uh, out of the second unit of the bench? Or how do you think this is? I mean, obviously this can be a work in progress. Women's probably going to be thinking it's, about this. It's bench all like going to be a work months. in progress. But like I said, Sessions is a guy who has stood out to me as, and not, you know, not just Sessions, but also like he and Neil could are Gary one of the Neal's better well. yeah. like backup backcourt combinations both in the league. Both can shoot, both can dribble. Yeah, Neil like, Neil's known for the better shooter, and Sessions always hasn't been, but. In DC, he's shown the ability to hit the corner three, or he'll 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 be like not a negative threat when it comes to three point. Well, also, lines, on those so. both of those players, like they can also dribble and drive, and they can also spot up and shoot. Like, yeah. there isn't like this is just a specialist. Like someone else needs to create for them. Yeah, they Neil can, can both, play right? point guard in a pinch. He's done that plenty of times. In session sessions, um, he's just been very quick. He really pushes the pace. If there's one guy, and this is like. You never had this off the bench with Andre Miller. Like Sessions can oh, get yeah. the ball down the court. At least, you know, even if he's not the best finisher at the rim, he can get the ball moving. And I, he's a smart passer. And so I think that he he is a key to being one of the top eight rotation, you know, top eight of the rotation of being able to get this team into playing a different pace, especially when John Wall's out. Sessions can also play next to John Wall. And they've proven that well together. So I think he's so, sort of the key off the bench so far this this preseason. Yeah, it's also too. I feel that Sessions and Neil have this little chip on their shoulder. They they were not high draft picks. I believe Session was a free agent. Neil wasn't drafted as well, right? Uh, was Neil yeah, drafted? I, I, don't think, I don't think he was. Uh, and, he played. He spent some years overseas. Yeah, both he, have been. Both have played for the Bobcats. <laughs> Both have played for the Bucks. <laughs> um, what up, Bobcats and Bucks fan? Like, I feel like they still have this. So they have a more like, they, professionalism. Like, there isn't. There's never been. Everything's always been like they've always. I know it's, this is our, like tropes I hate from like sports media, but like I get a sense when I talk to them that they have made it. And it's not like oh, every day I still think like today's the day I'm gonna cut. I, I'm not talking about that bullshit. Yeah. But it's just more like. I don't take anything for granted in a sense. Like, not every day, but just as in, like, I'm going to be professional. I'm going to keep doing what I've done to be here. I'm not going to lust on my talent or my laurels of other things that's happened in the past. I know that, I know that, that this is not. Well, they've you know, had expectations. Right? They've had expectations at other spots. And then like, not especially when Neil well, left too, right? the Spurs. You know, he had high expectations after work, that. Uh, you know, Sessions either, right? at one point like was like the starting Lakers, guard for the Lakers, Lakers. <laughs> and so now <laughs> in DC, when they they had their expectation just come off the bench and be good yes. players after Maybe that. Less, I think the pressure level yeah. is less too. So they have yeah. a combination of like plus I, they're playing for a good team a good now, team like now. a team that's expected to be good. So I think Gary Neal and Sessions, you should see very good seasons out of them. Just. Okay. 
from what we've seen so far. What about the bigs rotation? What, what do you? I mean, we obviously talked about NA or there. Chris Humphreys looks like the starting four so far. Um, and he's played. He's played okay. Like he's shot more three pointers. I think we're still <laughs> figuring out what that's all about. As is he. Um, but he's still good at rebounding, running the floor, even working at baseline as like a secondary action because Humphreys and Gortat have started together. And although I still question them as a defensive duo, when Wall and Gortat run at high screen and like they go down, Wall has so many options, like the corners, Gortat himself, and then Humphreys is sort of sneaking around on the baseline, like even he's an option. So I think those three have learn how to play with like a spread system um after that you know drew gooden is still looks healthy he's the been drizzle, hitting threes the drizzle. he's drizzle drew gooden has hitting threes doing his same thing <laughs> he looks healthy so uh i think as long as you have a, like an older guy shooting threes i the other night on twitter i think i although his he's not completely like sam perkins i just remember sam perkins is like this old big guy who could shoot threes. Yeah. Um, Drew Gooden doesn't camp out at the three-point line, although like he can be the trailer. He he rebounds and gets after it. So he's an option. Uh, DeJuan well, Kyle Blair. Kyle like my game at the pickup game like now because I'm I don't know. I've never, old, yeah, I know, I've never I know, seen you play. You've uh, you've always well, you, you've always I, found yes. some sort of excuse yes, I, to well, not I, play. You're like the nay of... <laughs> Like, he's out. I'm worried about my knees. I mean, I, I, do, I do coach little kids basketball, and I pound on the 12-year-old kids, so that's the only thing I get in. <laughs> but if I would play at, at, at my old age, I would really just be yeah. like, Drew Good, go from the three-point line, three-point line, shoot threes, not taking no charges, really. I even know Gooden likes to take a little charges here or there. Yeah. Not really diving for the loose balls like I used to. Just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going gonna, gonna to be out there. I'll kind of like help a little here and there. He's, like, he's uh, around. <laughs> Maybe you would be like DeJuan Blair, who I guess he <laughs> doesn't have ACLs or whatever. Well, let's talk about DeLon Blair. Are they going to get rid of him? I know you reported some things the other day, and I shared it on the Twitter machine about some things that you had heard possibly he Well, the would. I mean, I heard that the Wizards would be open to keeping another wing and maybe moving him. At this point... When What's he, his contract situation? A couple mil? He's got... Uh, he's just got, like, one year, one... Two or yeah, three, right? Yeah, I wish I had the numbers in front yeah. of me, but it's not a lot. But yeah. now that Martel Webster isn't exactly a factor you wonder if you like sort of keep Blair as the third center slash power forward because really you've got Gooden if you start Gortat and Humphreys you've got Gooden and the nail yeah you need a third big so maybe Blair has you know any I no one saw the Milwaukee game it wasn't on TV anywhere not in DC or Milwaukee it was only on radio in Milwaukee and he had a good game he had you know, 12 points, 14 rebounds was out there. He was playing decent in the Philly game. Again, it's hard to measure sometimes. But, you know, maybe, maybe he he sort of sticks around. I still don't think his skills fit in the new offensive Wizards want to play. He's short. We need to, you know, like, if they're going to play you small, wanna, yeah, you, you don't want, want a rim small protector. guy at five. If he's playing yeah. five, you want a rim protector. Yes. But on offense, he can spread the floor, no, set definitely. bean picks, yes. roll, and hit like crazy floaters in a lane. So that seems cool. I we'll see how that works out, but I think because Webster's situation is so uncertain, like so, then, so you know, then you might see that opportunity open up. Or so, if you think that they would move him, then what would be the move for the Wizards? Would they would keep the Ishmael? Would they keep someone currently in the train camp, or would they go get somebody else? Like, what was your sense of what you? 
Ish Smith and Teray Murray were sort of on the radar coming in training camp. Like these guards, if they play their way into doing well, maybe, you know, we'll see what happens. But I don't think, especially what I saw from the Philly game, neither made a great impression. Like, I like what each brings. Like, Smith can be quick on offense. He's, like, super quick and can get in and score. Murray is a little bit more of a spot-up shooter, can play defense. But both have been underwhelming thus far. So, again, like, things change so fast in this game. Well, if you're you're going to eat money money or make a move, then there has to be some type of upgrade, not just kind of, like, doing cosmetic reasons, right? Yeah, so I I don't know. It's going to – I think the Wizards are still even waiting to see how some of these injuries turn out before they determine, like, what flexibility and how we're going to, you know, complete our roster. Let's get into positive pixels because we are a Pixel and Roll podcast, and there are two players – that I would say, aside from John Wall and Bradley Beal, that really excite Wizards fans. I would say the number one or number two players. And it is obviously Free Auto is the first one. Yes. And it's it's Kelly Oubre, the, the pick. Because I'll get a lot of comments, how'd Kelly look? How's he doing? What do you think he's going to do? And I'll tell them advice. And people, hey, hey, man, we're first-round pick. You want to know how the young right. dude looks, right? Otto Porter, obviously different situation. Filling in for Paul Pierce, the starting role. Looked looked well. A lot of positive coming out of these two people. Tell me the positive. Tell me your negative. How you feel about both of them? Start however you want to start. We'll start with Otto, the we'll incumbent. With, yes. Okay, yeah. You know, I continue to like to see what he's doing. He's obviously. Would you like to eat crow from Otto, or we officially done that yet? Let's wait. You, let's wait till the average like, fifteen. 15 I, no, that's a, that's a good question. That's a good question because people. I see people on Twitter like. I mean, I know what I'm responding I've eaten, about, like how others called Otto a bust. Oh, I never, we never called him a bust. Yeah, it, yeah, it was like no one, He's no one like good reason player. ever called him a bust so early. I think one issue was like okay, injury totally people said, him. Yeah, injury people totally said, set him yeah, back. that's one thing. He was also so meek. I mean, people yes. said he was most NBA ready, and he was not very no. NBA ready. Yes, yes, yes. But so I think the criticism of him early on was justified. But to Otto's credit, he has taken all of that. He has gotten stronger. He's gotten, he's improved his, his, his shot. Ridiculous too. And I think oh, yeah, so much too. about is the strength because Otto continues to cut, make great cuts like he's always done. But now that he's stronger, he can make cuts that are even more meaningful because Whoa, he can he steal can, off a man. He can create a better lane, or you in. know, yeah. And so he, but he's still like the smart player that he always was in. I think what I like so much about Otto is he doesn't waste dribbles. He, like, when he dribbles the ball, it's, it's sort of with a purpose. I know he had that one crazy play against the Brazilian team where he went, like, sort of behind <laughs> his, his back through yeah, a guy's leg. That was actually pretty tight. Um, and you like to see him a little bit aggressive on some of those things like that. But overall, like, he is just such a – he plays within himself. And I think one – the strength issue, him getting strong, was such a big factor in his confidence. Two, he's worked on a three-point shot that works with how John Wall is, how this team wants to go. He's worked on that corner three-pointer. He knows spacing. So it's it's although the you know we are very critical of Otto to start, and again I always bring back the first time he touched the ball in NBA court, he traveled. He's just so meek. It's nice to see like oh like this is what confidence does for you, and it's not all about 
it's sort of a thing. It's not all about like statistics and stuff like that. Although those are such good measurements, and that's how you know we continue to see the game. It's also about like, guys gaining confidence, like Otto, and it, it's good to see what has resulted from that. Well, it's also, it's also like when they would say about his strengths, like these intangibles. It's kind of like the Jan Vesely argument, like like Jan Vesely. <laughs> God, I, don't, I hate to bring it up. It was the things you didn't see out of Javel or Nick or even Jordan. Yeah. Like you just didn't see this basketball thing. Like they had this one skill. They were a freak athlete, or they could shoot the shot. They could do this one thing like really good. But when it came to like just the sense of the game, they just never seemed to have it or got it. But then what happens is, is that even when there was like Jan, you'd be like, oh, he has it, but he never had the skills, right? Like there was never like you never had any of the other one thing, right? Like it was like yeah, he could dunk, but like it didn't really matter. He couldn't shoot, couldn't and that, shoot, and then he was like, and then his confidence. Like, and I don't want to pick on Jan, but like what I've seen, like Otto, they'd always say he's like, oh, it's intangibles. He can like do all these things, and then once it became where he still has all those, and yeah. then now he's able to shoot the corner three, and he's pulling up on dudes, he's talking shit in the. Raptor series, like he's like he's getting he's like, hyped, yeah, he's, yeah, and, you know. And, and I think like, Gortat is such a mentor. Dean, he's dean up, too. remember he did uh, Gortat as well. They went to Poland, they broke out, like, and then also when he uh, deed up DeRozan, yeah, and then that was a big as well. part. And like, and I feel like there's been a carryover, and I've seen the carryover in the preseason. Now, of course, the real games have not started. That's that, that, that's pumps and breaks a little bit. So I don't want you know. I know Andrew Sharp from Grantland. I know you're not listening, to Andrew, but he wrote a really good thing of him because he's a Wizards fan, and and he's like getting all excited. And I and I also have some trepidation up here, but there is a swagger about Otto that I didn't see. He's ready. That then I feel that will really shut up these fucking Paul Pierce questions, and I really think that they will really just like. This leadership. You really hate the Paul Pierce. Yeah, question, I'm just man. done. Really, I'm just done. It's, it's like, on. no. I just, thought we killed it last time. I know, I know. I, I just keep bringing it up. Yes, you're right. Let's just stop. But but it, it it is, you're right. And I went to a practice. I mean, I've been to multiple practices of the training camp at Verizon. And when, he was doing this shooting drills. And they're doing the shooting drills at the boxes that they've set up. And he just would not miss. And, the, and it was like, you know, you watch NBA players, they're always not going to miss, actually, when no one's around. Even guys right. are like, that guy can't shoot. But when you see them shoot, like, they really never miss. I mean, they miss, but it's not that often because that's what they do for a living. But Otto just had this, like, stroke going. He was, like, talking junk to Roy Rogers, the, the coach, and, and uh, Sullivan, the other assistant coach of the Wizards. Yeah. And he was talking trash, trash to Garrett. And Beal's like, let me go. And now him and Beal are doing a three-point contest. I'd never seen any of that. It's, it's you know? And so I don't know how that's going to carry over. And obviously, I think Otto's going to have a good season. Now, I think he's going to be instrumental Ubre, Mr. Kelly, Kelly Ubre. Yeah, let's talk about Kelly Ubre Jr., uh, 19 years old. Young uh, kid. Yeah, young kid. Okay. Living with John. I don't know if he found a spot yet. He was supposed to live with John Wall. Hopefully, hopefully he's like someone's got him a condo in, in Massachusetts before he's, you know, hopefully someone's living with him. We don't need a Call Me Brown situation. Like, we really, like, we don't even need John Wall, like, eating all the terrible food that he ate when he was a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or maybe, you yeah. know, he bestowed yeah. plus I mean, learn. Um, yeah, Ooh. Oubre, what have you seen at Kelly Oubre so far? He obviously had a little bit of a slow start. He didn't even score in the first couple he of didn't games. Play, he, he was didn't hurt play the, the first game, game, didn't score the second game, scored against Brazil, and I think he got he his first. He wore the Yeezy shoes, though. People were really excited at the Yeezy shoes that he wore uh, and this crazy outfit. But, but he, he got in. Yeah, he's, he he's styling. Is, he's styling. Um, he's calmed down. He looks okay. I've really only seen one game of his. The because, Sixers game, right? Well, I saw the Knicks game and the Sixers yeah, game. He didn't I didn't see the Brazil game. 
Um, and I didn't see the Bucks game, obviously, because I yeah. said it was on TV. But I like from the Sixers game. He was he Friday night Sixers game. Yeah, he's got the obviously the seven two wingspan, but he's got quick hands, and he doesn't. You know, when I've seen basketball players have this long wingspan, some some of them can rely on it too much, and it's like they're sort of reaching and are not moving their feet. Ubre moves his feet. He does use the wingspan, but he it just seems very fluid. And so, a couple times versus Sixers, he just poked the ball away, got a turnover, earned a fought foul, through, fought through two dudes to get the yeah, ball too, right? Just, I you know I like when you think about a guy like him who is very confident and cocky a little bit. You almost think like, oh, it's almost an offensive guy. But he is, I think his confidence and cockiness translates to the defensive end and him taking pride in that, which is like, that's when you get like some of the best defensive players is the game has seen. Not, you know, obviously has a long way to go to even prove anything about anyone, but that that's what impresses me about him, his willingness to play defense um, against the Sixers. He took, he took only four field goal attempts, made three of them. But he went eleven, or he went. He took eleven free throws. He made nine. Eleven of them. free throws. So yeah. like he got to the line again. Of course, against Milwaukee, he went two for twelve. We're looking at the box score now. He went two for twelve from the field, zero for five from the three point line. So that's not as an an endearing box score, and he'll have some like that. Um, but I, I I just like that. I. I'm going to bestow this nickname upon him a little bit earlier. Like, I like Spider yeah, Kelly. Spider Kelly? Because he's got the, the spider? sort of spider arms. The he, hair, he can the hair, both maybe? arms. He's got, like, I want to write that down. the no, hair out spider there. Um, they call him KO on the court. But, like, that's the, they call that, That's, yeah, like, the generic. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, that's the team. Like, the team is always going to call a guy by his initials or whatever. So, and, and we'll see. I mean, because of some of these injuries, he's going to get an opportunity to play. Spider Kelly's so I think a, that's good. Spider Kelly's a bar somewhere. It's a bar in, in Boston. <laughs> it's, area. Boston. Yeah. it's a bar in a Boston. Also, area. I just had like a visceral yeah. like reaction. Like it's I think definitely I've been, a Boston area. It's bar. like a cheesy bro bar. I can't remember. I, I don't know. It's decent. It's, it's a little bit like it's a little bit step above cheesy bro. I don't okay. think been there too much. Yeah, I know it's been like. A while, right? That wasn't a bar that was an option for no, our, some sexual post, relations our post wedding. Like yeah. when <laughs> that, that my wife and I option. got married last November, it was an option for like the post wedding party. We ended up going to uh, the billiards place Billy in place. Roslyn. Yes. I'm oh, going yeah. continental, actually. continental yeah. billiards lounge. Yeah, that was which w- was a great place too. But um, back to Ubre. <laughs> <laughs> Before we digress, spider, spider, uh, spider, spider Kelly. That's I, that's my nickname for him. I, I I was impressed also at the I thought the next game he looked overwhelmed and kind of just loafing and just kind of not, not loafing's a bad word just kind of like where do I go kind of here as you should expect as a nineteen yeah. year old kid and it's like basically his first time in the NBA so I'm not gonna hate on him for that the Sixers game there's kind of he poked some balls away I, on the weak side I saw some. Things where he's a little ball watching, but shit, John Wall still ball watches too much too at times. Yeah. So I'm not going to hate him on that. But when it came time to be aggressive, man, he just reacted. There was an instinct to him. Now whether or not that translates and how that is going to be, and so we're and so to go much about him with these injuries that we talked about earlier, and I think Jorge of the Washington Post wrote an article the other day about. Yo, he's kind of the next man up here on yeah. this on this wing totem what pole. Other wings are left. Yeah. So, do you see 
He, and we also I know Randy Whitman. Well, you know, I see him getting time in the beginning of season and maybe not so much later in the season. Yes. And people may bitch about that. But that's that's all about the process of being a rookie. Again, Otto Porter didn't play a lot his rookie season, and injuries were a part of that. He even didn't play a lot during the regular last season year. last year. No. But I think, you know, when you when you try to balance, like, what does it all mean? You know, we don't even know what not playing as much ultimately did for his confidence in him improving. So, Ubre may may have a chance to play. He may sit on the bench a lot. He may learn a lot. But ultimately, like, it's still the, the Wizards have a luxury. It's a good thing of bringing him along slowly. I don't even know if we want to get into the Bobby Portis thing tonight. I think we're going to table that one. We'll, we'll, we table, some, we'll yeah. table it because it's still TBD, Bobby Portis. Well, because it's also preseason. Bobby it's Porter, also preseason. Uh, Bobby Portis, playing well for the Bulls. Yes, but then, then what happens when he gets a DNP three weeks from now? It doesn't really effing matter, right? Who knows? Like, like, no, because like they're stacked. Unless they move unless they move Taj, Doug in Buckets, Doug McDermott's been shooting well. Now, Miritich, Miritich you have Noah, you, have Noah, you know, right? Gasol, yeah. Gasol, but Ubre, right? Ubre, I think it's good that if ultimately the Wizards picked for this sort of future team, a 3 and D guy, he could fill in with injuries, and it's it's all a good thing to me if he gets time in the early season. The only thing we'll talk about, Bobby Porter, who the Wizards, uh, a f- more of a four guy. Actually, I don't need to talk about it. You probably know who this is. And Jake had mentioned, Jake from Bulls Forever. Jake Whitaker. Yes, Jake Whitaker from Bulls Forever. He was like, well, was he going to play over these other guys anyway? Would Whitman, and I was like, that's a good point. Would Whitman actually play him over Gooden, over even Otto the four? Maybe. I think so too, maybe. But then I'm like, maybe not. I don't know. How crazy is he going to play? We've tabled that discussion. Okay, so let's go. Okay, so... We just talked about the two players that make uh, that make everyone excited. Let's talk about the two players that make this team run. <laughs> and that is Jonathan Hilliard Wall and Mr. Bow Bow, Big Pan himself, Bradley Bill. Uh, we don't really need to really analyze these two players. Just stay healthy and just make us all happy and stay healthy for eighty two games because I think when when all I will say about this talking point uh, about this is people that come up to me like, Adam, like how the Wizards gonna be this year? What's up? How the Wizards going to be? It was like, and then they're like, when's the season start? And I say, Halloween's the first home game. And they're like, wow, it's so early. They always say, and then they're like, how are they going to be? It's like, uh, we just need John Wall and Bradley Bill to be healthy. And as long as yep. these two dudes are healthy and they play the whole year, I think things will just kind of work out. If one of those dudes don't healthy, don't play a lot of games, then I can't really tell it's, you. It's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things. So you're taking John Wall and Bradley Bill. Do we really. Wall, Wall has. Looks to be like him, the the wall who we saw at the very at his very height last season. Like he looks ready to continue on that path. His ball flip move the other day in Philly. I was just yeah, like, I mean, like Harlem Globetrotters. He almost got him. too cute sometimes. In <laughs> yeah, a lot of bad turnovers to, like, too. I saw you, I, I saw you bitching on Twitter, and, but, but he ended up having like how many assists in so many minutes? Yeah, like too. so many brilliant <laughs> plays. And you know, like in the back of your mind, you're like, all right, you know it's like that pickup game to him though. It's like playing a GD yeah, Philly's team, bad. You know? And turnovers have always been an issue with Wall, but these turnovers were just especially careless against the Sixers. But you know that like he can sort of turn it on when to command the game. I think he he just shown again the skills this preseason. As long as he continues to use Gortat as an asset, 
find oh, other he guys. Made some great passes yeah, to Gortat. He, he, like, it was almost he, like he threw the ball to where like no one could get it. And I was like, how did you even know to do that? He's he's made passes behind his head to like Humphreys for three. Now I don't know if I want Humphreys yeah. to shoot all those threes all the time, but but like it he was, just like fine. He, he knew where guys that, were going right? to be. Yeah, as long like you can't tell if his jumper has improved at all. Yeah. You know, you can't really tell. Even, but he, even when like he like they were like, you know, some guy will come in and was like, What did you work on this summer? And he says these things like post game, the floaters. I haven't really seen any of those yet in the preseason. I've seen I like mean, one one floater. Any post ups? First... I haven't seen one post up. No post ups. But hey, if, if then, it's there, maybe when he's he needs just it. well yeah, maybe he's just waiting for that. Uh okay, uh Mr. Bradley Bill. Headband? Bradley Bill. Headband? headband. What do you I'm think? for headband. Wait, it, it makes him look a little bit more beefy and like ready to attack tougher, the basket tougher. and get to the free throw line. I like, like the, headband, the headband. The headband is his eyes. Yeah, you can like, maybe yeah. earn a foul just by like, get oh, mad, the headband it. moved. You like, know, it'd like be a Drew Gooden or Andre Bosch and just like throw it in the crowd and get mad. Like he thinks he get fouled and like. And his brother uh, the other day tweeted uh, hashtag headband gang. I we saw that. I think, yeah, I, I like. <laughs> but I was like, I'm in for the headband gang. I'm in. Hashtag, we want to name this podcast headband gang. Uh, right, so you're in for the headband. So, jokes I, aside, Bradley Beal looking pretty good. I, I think <laughs> as long he even said something about the long twos again after the Bucks game. And <laughs> I'll, I'll read it out. This is from Jorge, our friend Jorge. He took a terrible one against Philly. Uh, like I got it, it, no, it never going to happen. Listen <laughs> to this quote though. He says, "I'm just playing within my flow and trying not to shoot." as many long twos. I'm trying to be cognizant of that. I'm still shooting a few, but I'm open on a lot. It's just a matter of knocking them down. I shot pretty well tonight. I probably could have been a little bit more aggressive to shoot more free throws. So that's one thing I need to do more of. Here's well, he, the had thing, no, like, he had no free throws. That's probably why. He, four, seven, no. three, though. Yeah, that. he shoot four, seven, seven, three. Seven, Here's the deal. He's going to get open long twos, and he's going to take them. As long as like maybe they're, maybe they're a little bit more open, maybe he's not so much on the move, off the dribble, trying to like force stuff up. Yeah. So he's, he's going to have to continue to take some mid-range two-pointers, and that's okay. As long as this is a different train of thought in his mind now, which again we've heard him mention these long two things several times leading up to this, up to the season, as long as he's thinking about that and I need to get more three pointers off, this is a good thing. Okay, okay. What do you think? We've seen John Wall take the next level. Of John Wall. We saw John Wall spaz, rookie John Wall spaz, speed spaz, to now right. develop to be arguably one of the best players in the NBA, also a starter. Top player doesn't get hurt last year. Maybe they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? What do you see out of Bradley Beal's game aside from just you know analytically shooting less twos and more threes? Like, what can you see out of him to where he can take his game to the next level aside from health? Like, you know, as if you look at his game, getting to the free throw line more, more right? I still cheap, think cheap points at the free throw line, right? I still think the the path to him learning how to finish at the basket, which is has been a a big thing about why he hasn't tried to attack more is that he doesn't have a lot of confidence. He doesn't, I'll go back to like he and Dwayne Wade, they have similar heights and similar like metrics, I guess when you, or analytics, whatever, when you talk about their jump, their, their, um, their vertical leap. Yes. But Beal doesn't have the wingspan that Dwayne Wayne has. And so Beal has got to learn how to use his body more and create the contact and when so you that, go in, yeah. right? Like, and then be like, oh, like the yeah, and, you know, and like not the to overly sell it, but he's got to, James he's got to be able to, you know, he's right? got to be able to do that, and he knows that 
it's just going to take a little bit longer for him. It's going to take repetitions for him to get better. And so that's when we'll see like his free throw rate creep up a little bit, his ability to get to the rim, at least attack. And that will open up, that'll just open up a lot for him when teams are really accounting for that. So that that's going to be the biggest measurable on his progression is how many times he's, how many more shots he's getting in the paint, how many more free throw attempts he's getting. To me, I, I think it's really about creating off the dribble, with, especially with Gortat on the pick and roll. I think that yeah. that when we need a bucket, the Wizards need a bucket, right? You got to produce points. Yeah, and, it, and it, you can either run, and in, in they've slowed it down. And we're about to talk about the new offense once we're done with this topic. Like that, it is not just John Wall one and four. It's not Bradley Beal running around three screens. It's like let's go two man game with Bradley Beal on the side with one of the bigs, and how Bradley Beal is going to be a playmaker. And, and I feel that he, and he's done. He's shown an ability to do that. We have not, and I know injuries have played a, a part of this, but we have not been like Bradley. It's been Bradley Beal kind of screens or shooting the three. It's not yeah. Bradley Beal like creating for others, but it's not like a John Wall creating for others. But there is some element of they're coming out on you. You make the good pass, and I and, and I see it happening. To me, I think that is maybe the next level of him to be. Maybe even right. Dwayne Wade has done that too as well. Like they're creating. And he doesn't even doing it. Doesn't even the shot brother Bill does, you know. I and that's why like, you see Whitman and just the team in general a lot of times put the ball in Bill's hand. I mean, even sometimes when he's playing with ago, Wall, like Wall maybe playing ago, the ball, get, like two playoffs ago, him and Gortat had the thing going. Like, yeah. Last year we saw that as well. You put them. You have to get those reps, especially in the playoffs when yes. you need to sort of produce your or manufacture your own points a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You can't only depend on Wall. They put the ball in Bill's hands, and he's. Again, reps is going to only lead to improvement in that category. All right, last topic. I know your wife is mad at you. Hey, hey Kai, she what's just, up? Yeah, no, she's not mad. She just loves you. You know, I love Kai too. What's up, Kai? For Sunday dinner. Yeah, Sunday dinner. Maybe uh, last last topic, but uh, I mean, just 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 great podcast going, so we can't stop. Uh, the last one is the offense. It was my lead. I mentioned it earlier. We've referenced it, I think, a million times throughout this podcast. We put it as the last the last point. Because I think that this really is the main talking point. Uh, I led with it for the first thing because once again, I really want to talk about that that Sixers game. I talked about, I talked about just seeing them trying to do this from putting. They're basically putting two squares on the three point line. And four squares. Four squares, and then one's in the corners as yeah, well. Corners and high wings. High wings. Whitman is all in, and the thing I said, and, and I want to go into, you wrote a really good piece about this to kind of just, and you broke it down, you did the positive and negative, and I said, like, hey, this is just some exhibition game, and they made a bunch of threes, but, like, my takeaway was, they're trying. Like, and I called the blogger ball, John Townsend, what's up? Yeah, he's the one that came up with that. Uh, blogger ball, all the bitching, on the Twitter machine, all the blog posts. I mean, we could probably just... I know everyone on our whole staff at Truth About It has written and written over and over and over, like, why don't you shoot more threes? Why don't they play small? What the hell are we doing? We have the fastest guy in the NBA, and we're just running these, like, high picks for long twos. What the hell are we doing? It doesn't create free throws. We don't get these looks. And all of a sudden, the Wizards just have overnight, after the playoff success with Paul Pierce who's not even here anymore on the team, have now decided, like, yep, that's our talking point. We're all in. We're just going small. We're going to do this this pace and space, small ball, blogger ball, maybe Whitman ball. Shit. We even call Whitman ball. 
and I've seen mixed reviews. Once again, it's really hard to see. But my main takeaway about it was like they're trying to do it. Whether or not it will work will <laughs> to be determined. But it's finally. I mean, I'm not going to take a bow yet as a blogger and all the all the all the inks. And you know, you'd have the owner on Ted's take saying all these things, and you'd have Whitman and you'd interview Whitman. You'd ask him about analytics and Blogger Ball, and I've interviewed him, and you know the answers. And we don't need to go into all right. that. The answers were basically anti all this, and just to see it actually, <laughs> kind of yeah, like I mean, like everything we said, the criticism we said, they're basically trying to do exactly what we've been critiquing. And I don't know if it's going to work or not, and I'm not even going to take credit for it. But they're actually. Changing the way. Yeah, that's credit's not the right word, but like they're actually being like, "Wow, we are." It's not like they're listening to us per se, but they're actually being like, "Yeah, this." They're listening to to almost what we were digesting, and it's the analytics. And I don't know if like it's necessarily a blogger ball, but it's the fact that it became, you know, shooting a certain type of shot produces a higher points per, per. possession and other shots and three point three pointers are a big factor of that and what was so frustrating was that we're getting one, on dead spin yeah well when the wizards got john wall like you think like this is a guy oh. who can create three pointers and then they didn't necessarily surround him with enough shooters at first so so then they got enough shooters and the team was good at making three pointers but then they weren't shooting them enough and we're looking at last year's stats they averaged 16.8 three-point attempts per game ranked 27th in the NBA. And so now all of a sudden, and this again, these are just preseason stats. They are averaging how much, how many shot 25.23 pointers per game in the preseason, which is ranked 11th in NBA in the preseason. It would have been ranked, uh, looks like ninth in the NBA last year. So nine more. So the, what they, percentage? What are the percentages? And so la, let's see, last year, so they shot on. I don't have three pointers percentage right there, but this year they're shooting thirty seven percent, which is decent in the preseason. They're just taking more shots, which again, when Wall can create more open shots, even Ramon Sessions can create open shots. You have more shooters take more open shots it's not blogger ball it's not like whitman ball it's not even how the nba used to play at a very fast pace mm-hmm. when almost when it was funny someone like was talking to randy whitman about it earlier this year like when he played for the hawks and back in the 80s yeah, like guys played no fast defense. you know yeah. they played so fast so it's really about playing it's to the Webb, strengths Dominique, yeah it's right? playing to it's, it's playing to the strengths of the number one pick in 2010 that you just lucked upon because the whole we're not even getting into the guns in the locker yeah, room thing, yeah. but that that led to John Wall, led to just like you got this guy who can create three pointers, and finally they are putting themselves in a position where let's take these shots that ultimately bring us higher up in points per possession, and it's going to take some adjustment, but it's encouraging to see what the Wizards are doing on this front and how flexible they're willing to be. And and they can still play a big lineup. They can play a small lineup. So I, it's, well, I think it's, Randy's yeah. still going to go big when it really matters. He but, will. Hey, but, but going back to, to this, you wrote a piece, you analyzed it. You, you crushed a bunch of numbers. You did a lot of research. What was 
you gave kind of, and I even said it when I said the first reviews were going good, is that you kind of gave some like downsides of this potentially. What do you remember of those takeaways, or what was your, what did you find when you you crunched the empirical evidence of this type of style? Well, a lot of what I wrote was predicated Aside on from the how... transitioning thing that might happen, right? Like transitioning to this, there's gonna be hiccups, but like yeah, it was it was focusing on how like the wizards' big men would react, and the thing about. Gortat and Ane is that they're not necessarily traditional big men who can really like pound it and post and play well. They're okay, but they're also like to settle for jump shots, mid-range jump shots. Both of them can actually hit jump shots. So it's wondering how like past John Wall and Gortat playing in a pick and roll, how will the offense benefit from either Gortat and Ane either maybe using their skills to open up things from the mid-range, but also like when you might need to dump it into a big guy in the post and maybe run offense out of him, like how would that work out? I don't know if you can run offense out of Gortat in the post. Nene, maybe a little bit more because he'll be, he'll be coming off the bench. Like he's a good passer. So I think that some of that was just like, how will the big men adjust in the system? And especially like defensively, which the wizards have had issues with, and it's hard to gauge how good they can be defensively because they, Again, they played Philly twice. They played Milwaukee, but they weren't without, you know, they were without Wall. Against the Knicks, Carmelo just sort of went off from the mid-range. He, yes. he was, like, hitting a lot of inefficient mid-range shots himself. Sweet. And But the Knicks, you know, the defense for the Wizards weren't, you know, it wasn't that great against the Knicks. So I think what I focused on is how, again, how the big men will fit in. And maybe they'll benefit from the spread court. They certainly should. It's... You feel like the the John Wall and Gortat pick and roll is continually trying to evolve, and it's you see them getting oh, demonstrative oh with each other God, in the court, and it, like, like you see great, you see and, and like Gortat both of them, right, yeah, they Gortat go at each, right each other, they but they're sort it's of like, it's yeah, not, I think it's, it's constructive. They're like you know brothers forming a relationship when they want to do damage. We've yeah. seen. Like, yes. it can look very easy. Gortat so, sets a vicious pick, and John Wall is really fast outside of it, and John Wall will find him and, and know where he's at just without even looking at him. Exactly. You so may, maybe it comes all – it's not necessarily about what Gortat or Nene can do from the post or the mid-range. It's all about can you set hard screens and be a threat to open for shooters, and more importantly, can you get back on defense and run back on the court in this, fire, in this faster-paced offense to – Stop the other team. I thought I thought that I thought it was very positive when I listened to Randy talk about it. Was his new philosophy in a way? I want to say it was new because I'm going to go into how he didn't think it was new, but it was. Listen, shoot the three. You got open three, take it. Yeah. I don't care if there's 18 seconds on the shot clock, 10, eight. Like if you don't, I'm mad at you. It's like this thing is is meant that we're going to put all these shooters out. And the big guy's on the post. That means that the ball's on the three-point line. You are in there for one purpose, to shoot that open three. And if you Take don't, it. I'm going to be mad at yelling at you. And if you don't shoot it, then you better dribble and drive. And you better dribble to the hoop. Or you better kick it to another dude to shoot. And that, it, and that was, he made those points. And I was like, damn, that is exactly right. And then it's yeah. not the whole, like, I mean, they always say the same thing. Flip would be like. The ball's sticking. You need to move it around. And the same with the NBA. I mean, you know, share the basketball. But yeah. it's really like we're talking. Attack. Attack, two, three, quick dribbles. Beal and wall. You you go to the hoop. They they collapse. They You kick it. Humphreys auto. 
Gary Neal, Martell Sessions, yeah. you better shoot the three. When if you you're it, if you're attacking and getting to the rim, you're you're being it. more physical. And and it's also like shooting a lot of three pointers is also a big attack because Again, th- those count for fifty percent more than a two point shot, and when yes. you make it, that can be very demoralizing yeah, to an opposing in a row, team. You make get a couple one stop, shots, six zero run. Right yeah, there, right? we all we we saw the Warriors and how they did it, and not saying the Wizards are going to be like that, but they've got good shooters. Taking advantage Drew of them Gooden, more with John Drew Wall is, is what they have to do. Dudley they when do he gets it. healthy, Anderson. I mean, there really is. I mean, here's the thing: even Nene is trying to work on his three, which I don't want to shoot three. Yeah, so basically, can everyone not. shoot the three with Gortat? Is Even that, he does, does he does it in green, practice. Does everyone get the green light with Gortat? I was thinking he, about he and Blair. Blair, right? He so, like 13, so like 13 of the dudes have the green Basically. light. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty phenomenal if you think about Why it. Why not? Uh, and the other thing is, so when I, so I, so I'm curious about like, okay, Mr. Stubborn, Randy Whitman, Bobby Knight Jr. doesn't have a cell phone, maybe still has a flip phone. Like, yo, bro. Like, uh, of course, I'll never say bro to Randy Whitman, but like hey like when did you decide to do this new offense of course immediately cuts me off new offense oh we've been running this offense all last year we just were never able to run it all the way and and then he gives me points about how he didn't have the players which was what i just said how now that's his it. talking point yeah and, and roster. i agree Blame and it on the roster. The roster we had to manage paul's minutes so we couldn't really do that again then because i asked him did you just come to you when when the you saw some success in the postseason no, we've been trying. We've been doing this the whole yeah. time. We're just trying. This has been our our philosophy the whole time, which we know is one of talking points. It's point. changed. And, yeah. and no. And so then I asked him, "Was there something in the off season? Did you did you have a meeting of your coaches? I'm trying to get some like come to Jesus moment. Like, where is it, Randy? Tell me you're coming. Did Ted City did, did Ted take City an email? You know, just respond to email. Like, where was the like meeting? Did your staff? Was there someone that just totally? Because now he's like dropping analytics. He's dropping analytics he, stuff. In, he said in something interviews. about points per possession. <laughs> yes, in, in, yeah. In you know, which is just he's pace. He's yeah, mentioned he's pace, pace like twice yes. this preseason. So I'm like, who has got? And so he just, of course, is not revealing any of this to me. And I know some of that is like gamesmanship, but I know some of it is he is right in what he's saying. But these are not answering my questions. We know it's not what he's something doing different. But then I asked John Wall, and he's like, "Hey, man, it's read and react. You go in these little squares on the thing, man. You can't figure that out. I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> he literally answered it like two, ten seconds to me, like how this is no. It's like a really quick, simple offense. If well, you, know it. you know, we'll. I think we'll get to the bottom of it, or at least try to. Uh, obviously, Whitman is going to be a little bit coy because he he might even be having like different second guesses himself because after the first couple of games oh, the after, Knicks, bad, after right? the Knicks like, game he, he sort of facetiously maybe maybe he's serious I don't know said so like oh maybe we need to start playing slower if the defense doesn't improve <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know about that coach but I think this is going to be a theme especially the I the national media if the Wizards however they come out of the gate if they really change their style of play the national media is going to pick up on it too so it's going to be something he's going to be asked about. We'll see how revealing he is in terms of this so-called come-to-Jesus moment in terms of when he, like, woke up in the middle of the night and said, three-pointers! <laughs> you know, like... Less long twos. Hey, yeah. you just take the open ones. Yeah. You out there. Remember what he was talking about? What is it? Don't like, take what the defense gives you anymore! <laughs> no, and the thing is, is like, that's what... That's, I, I actually just asked it. I was like, hey, like, what's it like for you to adjust to this new style? Like, I was, like, yeah, trying to get him to be, like, what was, and he just he was not biting on anything. Not at, at all. all. At all. Bless his heart. Uh, bless his heart. Randy, what's up? I know you're not listening either, uh, uh, Randy. 
right, Kyle, this this finishes up for uh, oh, what the do we have? The preseason well, how are we schedule. Wrapping this up? Preseason schedule. Two more games. Two more games. Uh, the preseason. They play Miami. Miami Wednesday on ESPN. On ESPN. Yeah. Wow. Like, Hello. I think we uh, does that count the, as a national TV? Yeah, we, we got we screwed all year. Out. Yeah, we got like four all year. Uh, I guess I didn't even know they were, they were televising <laughs> ESPN preseason games. And a, a very curious one. It's on uh, a Wednesday, which nothing is. That's like there's no football going on oh that yeah, night. Let's do it. Maybe not baseball. I hope John Wall, I hope John Wall and Beal don't play, actually. Yeah. Like, I hope other uh, like, doesn't play. Rest everybody. Uh, you know, put in Ish Smith and see how he does. Uh, uh, Jorts put him into. Uh, I don't really want to talk about him much, but he's a funny dude. Basically. Uh, Toronto uh, to close out uh, the preseason season in Montreal. And that's on Friday. That's Friday, next Friday. Friday, Friday right? at 730. And then they open the season on October twenty eighth against Wednesday. Orlando. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So, so we're 10 in days, Orlando, ten days away. We're very close. In Orlando, we're scary close. Seven p.m. Uh, second game Friday. Yeah, they play three games in the first four, four nights, days. like yes. Wednesday at Friday, Orlando, back to back immediately. Yeah. Wait, Friday when, in yeah, Milwaukee, Wednesday, home Wednesday opener. at Orlando, Friday at Milwaukee, and then Halloween night home Knicks opener against at the home. Which you know, like if I'm you're looking pissed. at like what, I'm still pissed at least it's not like you're open up against like the Clippers, Thunder, and Spurs, or you're like out west like that. Okay, you know we'll take That's Orlando, true. Milwaukee, and the Knicks. Yeah, Milwaukee's going to be good this year, but I think it should go three and zero with this. <laughs> Two and one would be Two great. Two and one, they should beat Orlando, maybe use Milwaukee, then should beat the Knicks, right? Yeah, but I think they could squeeze one out of Milwaukee as well. We'll see. That that is that is the season uh, is upon us. The season is upon us. Is there any um, anything else? I mean, we talked about the headband. Uh, well, I purchased uh, okay, the Wizards yeah, okay, lottery yeah, ticket okay, okay, today. We're gonna, we're gonna end. Uh, to tell the people about the lottery. What it the is. Wizards, I think, for the second season in a row, have made an arrangement with our local DC lottery establishment, and they have a scratcher. And this year, this year, the scratcher has like a little. You know, you feel it. Kind of feels like a basketball texture and five dollars, five dollar scratcher. I purchased one after we watched your Packers win, correct? Uh, and en route to the podcasting station, and it looks like I won twenty bucks off a of five dollar <laughs> scratcher. So I don't know what that means in terms of over unders or. The season, but it says you can win fifty thousand, and we've won twenty. So you, you can have, win, yeah. Someone's we, gonna win, and this has the new logo, the new logo, the new, the new logo Wizards, where you have the uh, the Washington Monument about to penetrate a star mounted <laughs> onto a basketball, and yeah, it's all. So Kyle, so we buy a lottery ticket to do this podcast. Two lottery tickets. The first one I made you scratch off before we started this. Yeah. And it's a winner. It's a what, winner. What is, is that, does that mean we're going to have 50 wins this year? Are you um, ready? We're going to do another podcast before the season starts. We're going to do one more. We're going to preview. Yes. We're going to get into like predictions and what we think. And, and you guys can nibble on this uh, hour-long podcast all week. But is this is this is this a good sign? Is this, I think is this, this just means that the um, the beers for the next podcast. Maybe I'll finally get a girlfriend yeah. and get married like yourself. Hey, <laughs> hey man, you, I know you. My keep mom and dad are probably really happy out there, right? Hey man, keep just struggle out here, You're swiping right. So there's a lot of swiping right. DC is the place to be though, so I think you're you're right. <laughs> Winner, uh, winner, coming, coming, coming. There it is. People uh, like to be inside. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
uh, to the Picks and Roll podcast. It is, uh, I don't know what time it is at this point. 10 it o'clock. Is in the evening. I uh, should go watch some baseball and some football. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. Go to truthaboutit.net. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Adam McGinnis. This is Kyle Weedai on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We're going to try to do this every week. And uh, go Wiz.